All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the VPYA podcast. This is a podcast coming out of Vantage Point Church, specifically our young adults ministry, where we hope and desire to give you uh, some valuable content, not just to you know throw in with the rest of the noise in your life, but we want to <laughs> give you guys something that adds value. That yeah. you know we want to bring conversa- conversations to the table that uh, people are actually already having conversations about and just you know bring in scripture bring in mm-hmm. uh biblical principles and um maybe a little bit of our own take but yeah. hopefully much more of god <laughs> than our own take yeah. so yeah. Uh, if you don't know me my name is christian alvarez uh i'm one of the pastors here at the church we got my lovely bride with me today <laughs> you want to tell them your name <laughs> and then over there we've got a. Uh, Matt, you want to introduce you guys' self? Yeah. Selves? Uh, I'm Matt Sanchez, and uh, this is my wife to my left, your right, however you're watching this. <laughs> I'm Sarah. <laughs> so this week we are changing things up a little bit. Um, we are, this is this is our relationship episode. Yes. So, you know, that was uh, kind of what, what your guys' message was on this past Tuesday. If you yeah. guys don't know yet, uh, the way that this podcast is kind of structured is on Tuesday nights, every other Tuesday, we have a service uh, here at VPYA where we dive into the word. We tackle you know different topics that pertain to young adults uh, in our everyday life. And this past Wednesday, or sorry, this past Tuesday, uh, Matt and Sarah were preaching a little bit. So you guys want to mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about what your sermon was on? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this past Tuesday, we were actually, uh, like you said, talking about relationships. And we were talking in the sense of the differences between a worldly relationship and a godly relationship Mm -hmm. and what those two things uh, look like, you know, as opposed to one another um, and opposites and uh, and just the the actually the point of which one can actually lead you to as well. Um, Mm -hmm. That was that was some of the things that we talked about. What were like some other things that we covered? Yeah, we went over the foundations and so we went through a couple different scriptures for that we Mm -hmm. went through expectations and connection and in connection we talked about the um emotional connection and the physical connection yeah yeah Yeah. it was really fun yeah Yeah. definitely (laughs) i'm gonna have to go back and watch it (laughs) how was it uh being able to preach a little bit with your spouse yeah that was so fun yeah honestly (laughs) it was was a blast Uh, especially because it was something that we had I feel like you know the the time that we've known each other have a lot of experience in because yeah. we lived on both sides mm-hmm. you know we once started at the worldly side and then now we're in the godly so we're mm-hmm. able to see that change mm-hmm. in our relationship and I think uh, I don't know sometimes we have told each other I, I think we went through all this for a reason so that way we can let others know one if they are going through this or mm-hmm. two to try to avoid this yeah. um, and I think that was like a huge thing that we've we've actually uh, been been talking about doing. So when we did this on Tuesday, I was like, oh, this is this finally it's coming to fruition. Like, yeah. like finally, like, you know, God put us in this place where we could actually uh, help others through what mm-hmm. we went through. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Praise God. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, OK, so hit me with this. Uh, how long have you guys been together dating and married? Um, and like kind of how did you meet in the first place? Yeah. So we've been together, it's going to be 13 years this year. So um, 
we dated three years before we got married. Mm -hmm. And then we, so we are going to be celebrating our nine year wedding anniversary this year. Yep. Yeah. Let's go. So it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, Time flies. Uh, Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and how we met, uh, we I'm not sure if some of you remember, there are very few of them out there now, a restaurant called Claim Jumper. Mm-hmm. Uh, we worked there. Yes. Yeah, yes. that place. Oh, my gosh. I always think of the one food. over by uh, by Knott's in Buena Park. Oh, uh-huh. OK. Yeah. yeah. Did you? No, no, no. no I you didn't, didn't work, work at that uh-huh. one. Got it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that place was so good. Um, unfortunately, you know, it got bought by a new owner and like the quality started going downhill. But when we were there, it was, mm-hmm. it was at its top. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I worked there as a server and, uh, and then she had recently gotten hired as a host mm-hmm. and that's how we met, you know, the host and server story. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I've shared this before, but she was the, she w- I used the wrong word the last time when I described <laughs> this, but she was the one that, uh, was pursuing me in the sense of, because, you know, usually, I mean, I, that's why I, I love, too, that we're going through relationships because we were going to talk a little bit, something about the roles later. But mm-hmm. um, the guy is usually the one who approaches the girl and, like, tries to woo her and, like, hey, like, you know, let me take you out on a date. But it was flipped this time around. <laughs> I was caught off guard. And, you know, she was the one that started, you know, complimenting me and stuff. And I was like, what do I do? And I froze. And I went to the back of uh, our restaurant. And I just, like, stood there for a while. And I was, like, trying to gather my thoughts of what just happened right now and i think that's kind of what won me over because i'm like man like this girl knows what she wants she's determined and <laughs> she's gonna she's 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 already gotten it you know i just mm-hmm. i just gotta l- not let her know that yet but uh yeah. but yeah that's how we met we mm-hmm. met at claim jumper mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep yeah go yeah. sarah <laughs> <laughs> go claim jumper yeah right, yeah, right? I know. thank seriously. you claim yeah. jumper <laughs> seriously I wish yeah. it was still there, but I yeah, know so. it sucks. A lot of our places that we were dating have all closed down, Aww. so yeah. it's so sad. That's what yeah. happens with age. That's so funny that you know you bring up the fact that Sarah was pursuing you because mm-hmm. in our story, it's pretty similar. Oh, <laughs> even in Did timeline wise, it's a little similar. I mean, we started dating in high school, but we just celebrated our 12 year dating anniversary. Oh, that's awesome. This week. We got together 2011. Yeah. This week? Yeah. 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 Oh, congratulations. I asked her to be my girlfriend the day before Valentine's Day. Hey. Oh. And it's we genius. Could yeah. <laughs> that's also because, like, the smart plan is. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm so happy that you are not the kind of person who's like, oh, the day before. That means I get two holidays. <laughs> we were just like happy with, you know, combining it into combining one. It. <laughs> yeah, makes makes my job a little bit easier. Yeah. yeah. Where uh, where did you guys meet? I don't think and I know. I, actually, I don't even think I know much of your guys' story. So I, I want to hear your story. Yeah, too. I want to hear yeah. it. I don't think we know anything about each other. We've been- <laughs> <laughs> ministry together for, for a while now. Like, oh that's truth right there yeah. who are you yeah. yeah who is this guy dude that's so funny um yeah we actually met in a youth group so i was going to a church um out in chino uh for a really long time and his neighbor came to my youth group and so i knew his neighbor pretty well um and we one night had a lock-in um and so his neighbor brought him and another friend to the lock-in and so that's where we met um but it's actually really funny because if anyone who's like grown up in the church knows and like even even now honestly 
young adult ministry like as soon as there's a new person like all the girls or all the guys are like new person fresh blood ultimate like already have a crush on them and so um I already had a crush on a guy in our youth group Mm -hmm. and so when he came in all the girls were like oh he's so cute Mm -hmm. he's so new um, and I was like, that was the only thing I had going for I'm so telling you, that's box. like no church looks. culture. No <laughs> I was just, just be there. Just being you, bro. Just like you there. already brought that's it. That's the key. Yeah. Church. It is. Go to a new church. Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, I have no fear. I, don't, I have no stake in the game because, like, I like someone else. Like, I'll go talk to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did. I went and introduced myself to him and his friend. And we hit it off, like, pretty pretty quickly. We liked a lot of the same things. And so we became fast friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then I helped her uh, work up the courage to tell that guy yes. that she liked him. <laughs> they dated for, like, a hot minute. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I just kind of stuck around, you know. I was new <laughs> long enough. And then, um, <laughs> and then when things didn't work out with her and the other guy, mm-hmm. you know, I was still new. And so, <laughs> hey. and then, yeah, and then, you know, a whole, whole lot else happened. Yeah. You know, some mistakes yeah. were made, some stupidities mm. ha- occurred, uh-huh. mostly on my part. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, we were... 15 so yeah you know, man. that's gonna happen oh, wow. 15. <laughs> yeah yeah so we got together so when cool. i was 16 and he was 15 so that's yeah. so cool yeah. but now we've been married coming up on um seven, seven years? years this year seven years. yeah it's about six and a half years yeah. that's awesome and so you know we've we've learned a lot through the ups and the downs yeah. we've had mm-hmm. our fair share of trials and tribulations when it comes to marriage um and when it comes to just you know relationship and mm-hmm. Obviously, like even just getting to the point of marriage takes a lot of work too. You know, mm-hmm. just getting through the dating mm-hmm. part. I mean, I'm a, I remember, especially like coming out of high school, right? So much life change happens in that in those first few years out of high school, going into college, like your first taste of freedom. And mm-hmm. I remember, you know, we had a lot of um, just butting heads of, hey, you know. It, like what it, what does our relationship look like now with this freedom and what does our relationship look like now with um you know so many new people coming into our lives and new friends and you know new just new everything and so mm-hmm. um yeah we had a lot to work through but mm-hmm. it's it's a blessing cuz like you guys were saying you know with just being having gone through all that God has taken you through mm-hmm. um on the on the other side of it now you're able to kind of have some wisdom yeah right that you don't really get wisdom until you go through <laughs> things exactly. that provide yeah. wisdom exactly. hands-on yeah. yeah yeah and so i'm hoping that you know this podcast between uh talking through our personal experiences and talking through you know just pursuing god together that we can actually bring something of value to the table yeah mm-hmm. i was telling just just this and i think i talked about it on the last podcast that we were on um i think i try to mention it every time but we are by no means experts or professionals. Yes. Uh, we, Sarah yeah, yeah. Actually, Sarah, Sarah is. Kinda is. We, oh, she <laughs> has a degree. <laughs> do. Yeah, yeah. So Sarah is a counselor. So she actually is our professional. Professional. Voice. She, she's actually going to interview us yeah. today. This is, this is what's actually going to go down. Yeah. yeah. I am not in that therapy moment right now so. 
Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, we're really not coming from a, hey, we've written a ton of books and, you know, have spoken around the world on mm-hmm. these subjects. Yeah. We're really coming from a perspective of, hey, we're just people who love Jesus, who love the local church and want to, um, like I keep saying, bring value to the table and you know continue the conversation point people back to jesus constantly so mm-hmm. okay so we wanted to kind of get into some of the topics that we talked about a little bit on tuesday mm-hmm. uh and i don't know if we mentioned this yet but one of the things you'll find when working on a message is that you you produce so much content in your message right mm-hmm. you're doing so much research you're taking so many notes and you're like oh man this is good and i gotta bring in this verse and i gotta mention this and then you sit down to actually like time out everything and you're like i have three hours <laughs> worth of content <laughs> i only have 30 minutes to preach yes. and so uh i made a joke to Matt and Sarah on on Tuesday that uh, this podcast is nice because it's kind of like uh, like like the graveyard where all of the ideas that were killed off from the sermon yes. get to come back to life. Yeah. Uh, this is this is the resurrection. This yeah. is yeah. the yeah. resurrection yeah. pod. Yeah, awesome. Um, but we're bringing those yeah we're bringing those ideas back to life and talking about them here. So. Uh, one of the things that we want to talk about was dating, mm-hmm. right? And, and really kind of the question of um, dating isn't mentioned in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It was not a thing mm-hmm. in first century Judea. Mm-hmm. And so how do we like dating? It, it's a part of our cultural moment right now. So how do we date well in like in light of Christ and in light of trying to be the best followers of him that we can be, how do we date without making some of the, you know, mistakes that kind of the, the whole world is, is getting caught up in. So mm-hmm. yeah. You guys got any insight on that? Well, I feel like we've spoken already. I want to, I want to hear something from Jess. Oh yes. yeah. <laughs> <We've>, <laughs> Not to know. put her on the spot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you rephrase the question? Because I'm trying to think. Yeah, of, yeah. totally. Yeah. Um, okay, so so well, let, I guess let's start with what does dating look like today? Okay. Um, yeah. That's yeah. That's From a like a worldly start. perspective or like a godly or both or. Yeah. Yeah. I think okay. both. both. Okay. Maybe I can kind of even preface <laughs> it with this of um, what are some influences that you see in culture that have that have affected and dictated how we date and how we view, how we view dating and how mm-hmm. we view marriage today. Mm-hmm. What are the biggest things that influence how we view those things today? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably television, mm-hmm. like a lot of reality dating one. TV shows, um, a lot of movies and just regular TV shows, I think have a lot of influence on us and what we think the world is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and even uh, so far to push it as causing the world to be that way because that's what we intake that's what we um, what we're seeing on a daily basis or whatever and so mm-hmm. that's what we we think dating is like um, you know hooking up with multiple people or uh, dating casually mm-hmm. and like you know going on multiple dates a week or whatever it is mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. or even like when it comes to uh, like The Bachelor 
dating mm-hmm. 10 people at a time. I've never watched it. I don't know how many people are on there. <laughs> we, let's pretend we've seen it. Yeah. We tried that one season. I think yeah. the guy's name was like Matthew or something yeah. like that. Oh, Not this course. Matthew. Oh, Matthew. <laughs> Come on, Matthew. man. <laughs> That's really how we met. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Um, but I think there's this like cultural norm that um, dating should be shopping around. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be uh, almost treating people like they're an accessory to you mm. um, and you have to try them all on to see mm. if they fit. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think in addition to that, it's also, you think about um, like Disney movies mm. growing up. You know, it's uh, watching these kind of fairy tale type movies, this Prince Charming and princesses, and mm-hmm. also giving the complete opposite of that, of this perfection mm-hmm. as a relationship yeah. or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, at a young age mm-hmm. too. You know, you just kind of grow up thinking, oh, or you think about some of this, the movies back then too. It's like the, what was it? The jocks and the cheerleaders and the pursuing of each other and mm-hmm. the you know there's just so many different narratives that are in movies too yeah. that you get at such a young age when your brain's still developing that you're just not realizing that it's planting these ideas of your expectations of a relationship yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah can can we talk about <laughs> this for a minute um what are some differences so so we minister to a wide age range mm-hmm. right 18 to 30 somethings yeah. is, is a pretty big age group. And mm-hmm. so, so much life change happens in that season. I know that dating looks different for an 18 year old fresh out of high school and a 32 year old who is established in their career, mm-hmm. you know, has a degree. Um, what, yeah, what is what are some of the differences between the 18 year old versus the ter- the 32 year old who are, you know, both in the dating scene, but, um, yeah, are they dating the same way? Are they, are, you know, what, what are some maybe, um, some, some things that they can kind of trip up on or, or some maybe pitfalls that they might fall into? Mm-hmm. I think, uh, as far as you know, I'll I'll speak for the the elders because I'm, I'm you know 34, so you know, I'm getting up there. Um, I think as you get older and you've gone through a lot of life experience, life changes in regards to dating, you start to become kind of like uh, just wanting to just go straight for, I guess, the sexual physical part of a mm-hmm. dating relationship. Um, you know, we're talking, you, know, you brought up television, you brought up, you know, the movies and things like that. I think one of the big things right now, a lot of uh, 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 people that I know that, you know, these these um, these applications uh, like uh, like Tinder and, and but Bumble, 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 yeah. Bumble like the, Hinge. The, yeah. yeah, like all of these are, are basically just ways for you to just hook up with each other. And I think that's where a lot of the older uh, generations are kind of falling into because they've done the dating where I'm going to take this girl on a date. We're going to go somewhere. This is now it's just like I just want to cut to the chase and just get something selfishly mm-hmm. um, that I want. I think that can be something uh, um, like 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 I don't even want to use the word seasoned because they're you're not technically seasoned if that's what your mentality is of just wanting to just go straight for uh um you know physical pleasure but i think uh maybe run down maybe just kind of over it you know i I haven't found anyone yet so i'm never gonna find anybody Mm -hmm. so i'm just gonna just continue just dating and just you know 
aimlessly just hooking up with people i think maybe if you're in that state it could just kind of like you are who you are and you know i haven't changed since so i'm well, i'm just gonna keep going where i'm going right now i mean mm -hmm. that's that's from my uh my view of, of what i've seen if uh if someone is trying to actually change that and be like hey you know i actually don't want to just aimlessly date i really want to change it up i think you have to put yourself in different environments now because mm. you're not going to find someone at a club you're mm -hmm. not going to find someone at a bar and if you think that's where that person uh that, that you're in a sense not so much looking for but you think you'll find an equal there it's it's not going to happen because that interest of where you guys met i think is going to tell a lot of what the relationship is going to turn into or what the relationship is going to be like you know so mm -hmm. yeah yeah mm -hmm. i think kind of on the other side of that too somebody who's dating that's older you think that they also could end up settling too because mm -hmm. they're older mm, and one. so they you know have dated so much and they haven't found the right person and so then they end up just settling and just compromising some mm. of the things mm. that they want in a in a partner yeah that's yeah. true mm -hmm. yeah that's super good matt something that you said that i really appreciated your insight on was um just how if you're if you're wanting to change, you got to go to different places, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If you go to the same well, if you're go if you're on the same apps, right, reaching out to the same people, you yeah. know, kind of going through the same thing. And if you're sick of it, like, man, you you you've kind of got to figure out some way to change that, yeah. right? And I don't I don't know entirely what that looks like to yeah. try to change that, um, but but yeah, that's 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 a great point. If you go to the same well, you're gonna keep getting the same stuff yeah every single time. yeah a, a cousin of mine i was just gonna chime a little bit more. yeah i'm not gonna take it long uh because a, a cousin <laughs> of mine's like man do you like he's like i considered you as like he, he was referring me to uh like our family like our entire family he's like you're, he's like i always tell everyone you're the last generation that found a good girl mm. he's like there's no hope for the rest of us mm. he's like he's like where did where did you you know like how did you meet like where did you find her and i'm like dude i I again like I put myself in a different position you know I told him I was like you're not gonna find uh, I'm not trying to brag about my wife but I was like you're not gonna find a girl like Sarah at a, at a bar dude you're not mm -hmm. and you gotta put yourself in a different location and I think that's self-consciously I think that's probably where I got it from because as you're talking I'm like mm -hmm. where did that come from I didn't even know I had that knowledge but it's probably because of when my cousin shared that with me I'm like man like and I told him I was like dude don't think that I'm the last generation I was like there's still plenty of women out there dude mm -hmm. that are looking for a true relationship and not just looking to have fun, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's great insight, man. Um, Jess, do you want to talk a little bit about kind of what you've seen with, I mean, we, bo we both work in youth ministry. We've been wor working in youth ministry for a long time. Some mm -hmm. might say too long, um, <laughs> but, but we've got a lot of experience, you know, when it comes to high school students and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, out coming fresh out of high school and kind of the relationships that they go through. So what, what have you seen, um, just you know some some pitfalls or, or some uh maybe dangers that lie in uh dating at an early age yeah um i think two major things come to mind one being that um they really haven't matured enough yet to like actually enter a relationship that they want to go to marriage like if they're they're seeking a relationship that's going to go to marriage but in reality they haven't done enough work on themselves mm -hmm. um to even be a good partner to the other person like they may find the other person but they haven't done enough work on themselves mm. to um be open to that relationship um going to marriage and even just 
being um I think I like I mean we got married young and so I feel like awkward talking about that <laughs> saying like don't get married young um yeah. <laughs> like you're not mature enough um but in reality like where we were when we first started dating versus where we were when we got married versus where we are now are like three different people um because we chose to keep on growing Mm -hmm. which is i think what everyone should strive to do Mm -hmm. um but when we are 18 or 19 or 20 i think sometimes we think we've got it figured out and we almost feel like old then we're like we're not in high school so we're old and so like especially in the church need a wife now or need a husband now um because i'm not getting any younger (laughs) you're the youngest (laughs) um and so i think a a big issue i see in younger couples is the the fact that they don't take responsibility for um who they are and like figuring out who they are before entering a relationship and trying to become one with another person um and i think you lose a lot of identity in that too because you put so much identity in your relationship that you have lost yourself as an individual person Um, can i chime into that before you hit on your second point Mm -hmm. I i would honestly say that that was probably one of the biggest um points of tension for us Mm -hmm. when we were you know when we were dating fresh out of high school and Mm. you know even even to the point of when we were ready to get ready to get married I mean Mm. we got engaged I was 19 and you were 20 almost 21 or no no no, you were 21 um but still like that you know that's that's very young we Mm. did not know who we were apart from each other Mm -hmm. and so Mm. like everything was kind of through this lens of of us already being one even though we we weren't married yet we were still two individual people and I, I feel like um in a lot of ways your marriage is is almost kind of stronger when you know who you are separately and still can come together mm-hmm. um yeah i i just i i see that a lot too mm-hmm. and yeah i think you know people can at least learn a little bit from our experience and the tensions that we had to mm-hmm. go through with that mm. yeah for sure um and not to say that it's not worth it to work through it with someone but it is definitely difficult Mm -hmm. and i don't Mm -hmm. think a lot of people have the patience to sit and work on a relationship while you're also working on yourself Mm -hmm. um and no nor should anyone like ever have to like it's enough work to work on yourself let Mm -hmm. alone work on a relationship while you're working on yourself Mm -hmm. um i think my second point was just the fact that um at least in christian culture i see a lot of young people just wanting to get married for sex um Mm. just Mm. feeling like this is my gateway to sex and not knowing that like the bigger picture of what marriage Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. um and like what god calls us to in marriage and just kind of like cheapening marriage i guess as a gateway to sex yeah yeah Yeah, definitely facts Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i'm trying to find it right now but there's this uh verse is it oh it's first corinthians here we go first corinthians seven verse nine but if they cannot control themselves they should marry for it is better to marry than to burn with passion (laughs) yeah Yeah. um i highlighted that verse in my bible (laughs) at like 18 (laughs) and i was like see god says to get married right now um I have no idea what any of the rest of that verse says. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you what's before or after. <laughs> yeah. You know what's hilarious about that? I I did not realize it at all 
<clears throat> back when we were in high school but verse 8 literally says now to the now, or yeah now to the unmarried and widows i say this it is good for them to remain unmarried as i am but if they cannot control themselves let them marry um he literally says it's better to be single but if you have to like do you really want to be a part of the but if you have to yeah exactly right <laughs> Oh man. All right. Um, so, so we talked a little bit about dating. Uh, what about marriage? I I think kind of you guys, as you were talking a little bit about, um, you know, dating in your thirties and, you know, even maybe a little bit in your late twenties, it can kind of begin to lead this lead to this point where you become jaded about marriage Mm -hmm. and maybe give up, give up hope, give up desire to be married. Right. Because at that point, like, like you guys were saying, like you've become your, your fully self-sufficient individual self. Right. And, and if you're getting by till that point, just fine, Mm -hmm. then there's no longer that need for someone else to, you know, be on that journey with you. So why get married if, if the casual hookups are, are fine or why get married when, you know, the, just the dating occasionally is fine. Um, what I feel like it kind of speaks to this idea that we have lost, um, we have really lost the purpose for marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so now is kind of when we get into a little bit more biblical theology and b- biblical principles. Um, can you guys talk to us a little bit about why, why is there marriage? Why would someone want, or why should someone want to get married? Mm-hmm. Want to take this one? Okay. <laughs> uh, well, we talked a little bit in our message. Sorry, I'm having issues here. Um, a little bit of our message about how, you know, the Adam and Eve and how they joined together and how God um, brought these two people together to do life together. You know, the purpose of Adam's, like part of Adam's purpose was to go and um, take care of all the animals and take care of um, the Garden of Eden. And so he pretty basically brought... Eve over to um, help him in that but have the same goal and so I talked Mm -hmm. a little bit about like the word helper and things like that in our message how it's really meant to be a partner to be able to do this Mm -hmm. in life right like to be able to take care of um, the Garden of Eden together and Mm -hmm. so you think about that concept of it takes two people to be able to take care of this task, you know, take care of this purpose that God has called them um, to do. And so marriage stems I th- that since it's right in the beginning of the Bible, it starts with right after God created everything. It's just showing just how um, vital it is to be able to have somebody else there with you to um, help you along with God's purpose. And so that's probably the start of it right? Like, okay, we look down to what the Bible says about marriage and then it, and, and then, and then throughout the Bible, it talks about just different people and married and coming together. And so, um, I think, I don't know if you have anything to add to that. Uh, why one of the, the verses that I think we mentioned was, uh, was Genesis two twenty four, Um, and it reads, uh, this is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife. I think part of that is, you know, marriage is something to also in a healthy way disconnect from your from your mother and father Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. because i mean some i mean i did it you know when i was younger i moved out of the house just by myself um and i lived on my own for a while but 
I can definitely say that's probably was not the healthiest times of my life because I was by myself and I was just like, man, I'm going to just do whatever I want. And that's when I was very heavily into uh, alcohol because I was like, I got no more supervision and mm-hmm. I'm old enough now to, to go to these places. And I think it's, um, yeah, definitely don't, <laughs> don't stay at home with mom and dad until you're like 50, you know, like <laughs> I mean, at that. least help them out, you know, yeah. like, you know, pay rent or help around the house. But but I, but I think, you know, if you are planning on leaving the house, like make sure that you're, 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 you have the right reasons for this. Like, I mean, if you're going for school, like most definitely, of course, you know, have that experience. But I think one of the major reasons to, to leave is because you're going to now become one with your wife or the, uh, you know, the woman that, that you married. And so that way you can now build that family. Um, and because you've already grown in, in, into your mother and father's family, but now it's time for you to create your own. And that's that whole multiply and, and make children kind of aspect of marriage uh, that God wanted us to do. Mm-hmm. I think that's something to, to kind of keep in mind as well. Yeah. Yeah. To touch on that a little, um, I feel like too, just knowing the differences in like time periods and stuff, like mm-hmm. we do have a lot more time where I think it's acceptable to be single now. Uh, because you know we're not being married off by our parents <laughs> um at like 14 or whatever yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Um, so like there's kind of this awkward time in our lives that we have now that i don't think they had back then mm-hmm. um but i think an important thing of what you were saying was to just always have community whether that's mm-hmm. like with your family mm-hmm. community um um or if it's like with roommates or something, but just mm-hmm. to not be alone because when yeah. we're alone, like that's when the enemy can attack us most, we're our oh, most yeah. vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And so if that looks like moving straight from your parents to marriage, great. If it looks like you moving from your parents to in with roommates or mm-hmm. at college or mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. like just finding that community in whatever season you're in mm-hmm. um, and like helping that move you along until you're ready for marriage. Yeah. 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 And it also depends on the type of community, the people Mm -hmm. that you have, because you think about, you know, you, you know, you were the type of friends that you have that all drink together and it's it's normal and it's not a big deal. And even me, like I was right there with him. So yeah, Yeah. like I said, we lived the worldly lifestyle when we were dating. I would have like loved for you guys to just see a glimpse of what Sarah (laughs) used to be because she is such a transformed woman now (laughs) because of the grace of God. But man, definitely would not recognize her. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a whole, that's a whole other podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Let's dig in. (laughs) but i think that you know the community that you're talking about is having that people or those people around you that can lift you up and help you um be uh walking on the same line like be a better person and bring you closer to god yeah and that's a huge that's that will provide more insight on you as a person yeah and be able to help your relationship with god before you even meet your spouse yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i think your community should always be making you better Mm -hmm. so you know like when you're younger your parents Mm -hmm. are making you into a little adult and Mm -hmm. they're making you better in that way and your friends need to make you better as a young adult mm-hmm. and your spouse should make you better in marriage. Yes. What, what's the, I love that. the verse, a uh, uh, bad company corrupts good character. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's mm-hmm. like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think one of the things that I really wanted to touch on, Jess and I, we, we are in a marriage small group that meets every Monday. Mm-hmm. And this past Monday, one of the things that we were talking about, we're going through this marriage or through this book on marriage by Francis Chan mm-hmm. right now. And it's called, it's super good, super, super good. It's called You and Me Forever. And it's this idea of 
um, you know, just getting down to a biblical center of what is marriage. And I think one of the things that our, our society, our culture has really lost is what is marriage meant to be? Because Francis Chan does such a great job at really illustrating this fact that marriage is all about Christ. Mm-hmm. Like, like you, you mentioned it, Sarah, that, that the Bible literally opens with a wedding, mm-hmm. right? That Adam and Eve on, on, in the second chapter of the Bible, mm-hmm. we see them, you know, being united in front of God, right? They're yeah. in front of their creator, that there is this holy and special union that they come together for. Mm-hmm. And then the beautiful thing about scripture and, and, you know, just being able to see kind of the key themes and things throughout, throughout God's word is that when you take a look at the end of the Bible in Revelation chapter 19, you see this other marriage, Mm -hmm. you see this other wedding between Christ and his church. Mm -hmm. And so it's this idea that man, marriage is not just about, you know, two people signing a contract. Mm -hmm. No, it's, it's covenant, right? Mm It's, it's biblical. It's, it's something that is like when they, when they, you know, uh, do the by the power invested in me by the state of California <laughs> and God, and God. <laughs> like this state of like California there. should be like 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 eight point font. <laughs> yeah, God should be yeah. like thirty six, yeah. right? Yeah. Like like God is the one that that matters so much more in that conversation. And I think that we just we if you live your life indifferent towards God, mm-hmm. marriage does not mean a thing to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why when we take a look at shows like love is blind and this idea of, Hey, you're going to, you know, you're going to go through this love experiment. You're going to talk with strangers. And then at the end of that experiment, you're going to marry them. And then you're going to go through the honeymoon phase and, you know, you're going to go through all of these things. And then at the end of that, like you're, you know, going to decide if you want to stay with them or not. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But the the weird thing about that to me is like, no, 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 you don't decide after you get yes. married. You decide yeah. before you get married, mm-hmm. because when you get married, it's not just between you and the other person. It's it's literally it's between you and all the rest of the world mm-hmm. saying that this relationship is a symbol representing Christ's love for his church. Mm-hmm. And if we get this wrong, that then it's showing the rest of the world, man, that that you know, Christ's love for the church is easily broken, yeah, is conditional. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, yeah, we just I I want, you know, whoever's listening to to really just understand we i was talking about our marriage group because one of the things that we were going through in the book just opened my eyes to how little i understood about marriage when we got married yes Mm -hmm. and i told our group i said i wish we had held off looking back now because i i just i wish i had understood it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i wish that even on our wedding day that i was able to get in front of of all of our guests there and just preach the gospel, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what our marriage is supposed to be. It's mm-hmm. a proclamation of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's, it's Christ loves you so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
I can't I can't recommend that book enough. Like <laughs> we're only two chapters in, and like oh, he wow. has yet to even touch on um like marriage as much as he's talked about our relationship with god first i think i think i have it up hold on oh nope that's the bible i will get to that (laughs) um (laughs) um, where is it i think sarah and matt might have even uh used one of the quotes from that book oh really on tuesday Yeah. yeah 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 Um, Yeah, it says, without the spirit of God, it doesn't matter how healthy your view of marriage is Mm -hmm. or how badly you want it. A dead spouse cannot conjure Mm -hmm. up a living marriage. Let's go. Yes. And like Mm -hmm. that's his whole like the first two chapters Mm -hmm. is just all about like our relationship with God first. That needs to be healthy first. Mm -hmm. And then that will be shown in our relationship with each other. Yes. Now, for our listeners, is this a book that can be found and Amazon or yes. where? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I have the Kindle version. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah. Maybe uh, um, we could post the link or something somewhere. Yeah. For yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. We're not getting paid for it. But no. Yeah. We're not. This <laughs> is not an endorsement. Not or anything. Yeah. Uh, this is we just, just really like Francis. <laughs> yeah. It's just a killer book that yeah. helps build a really good theology of what marriage is yes. actually all about. Mm-hmm. And so. Yeah. Um, love it. There's another book. Uh, Megan actually recommended. It's called Loveology. Mm-hmm. If you ever heard of that, it's a really good one. book. I've listened to the audio for a while, and I was coming home and was like, "They said this, and it was great, and all this stuff." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just try to build that foundation. But I love oh, good no. books mm-hmm. about just about marriage or about relationships. It's just it learns so much, and just mm-hmm. the biblical aspect of it. So mm-hmm. good. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, hey, we. Um, I, I feel like I kind of got on my soapbox and preached about marriage a little bit more than I meant to. But, it, but you're doing facts. Though. Yes, it's, yes. It was so good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's just like seasons where there's, there's certain topics where you just get started and you're yeah. like, somebody better stop me because I, <laughs> I ain't stopping anytime soon. Oh, um, yeah. Like me and Sarah on pockets. Yes. Oh, yes. Pockets. <laughs> Before pre-pod, yeah. uh, we were talking about pockets and the fact For that girls jeans just don't have pockets yeah it's insanity so small yeah. i don't understand yeah. we won't get back into <laughs> yes, it yes we won't yes. another another day i understand <laughs> all right so there's a couple a couple other topics that we wanted to touch on uh one of them was this this idea of physical intimacy because mm-hmm. um, if you look around at our world man i think it's fair to say that we especially in western culture probably pretty much worldwide at this point Mm -hmm. we are obsessed with sex Mm -hmm. right i i i don't have the exact stat in front of me um but there's a ton of really good research uh that's online if you guys want to look into it um there's this organization called fight the new drug that i really respect and i really recommend um they're a non-profit non-legislative and non-religious organization that really is just trying to you know give all of the scientific facts all of the research that's being done on the harmful effects of pornography Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. really i feel like that's kind of one of the things that we've seen like a huge spike just over the past 30 years right Mm -hmm. that with the uh invention of the internet and with the invention of the smartphone and you know just our lives are ran through Um, you know, ran through social media and ran through just technological streams constantly um, that it's gotten to the point where 
pornography has just kind of seeped its way into every corner of culture mm-hmm. at this point. Um, so much so to the point where uh, the pornography you know industry is like multi i think it might it might be trillion dollars at this point i know it's like at least like a crazy amount of billion dollars uh way 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 too much i think the last statistic i saw was somewhere around uh it it was greater than the nfl the mlb and uh the nba combined no way wow wow yeah the like three top sports leagues in all of America oh, and the man. porn industry makes more than all of those combined. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. It's unfortunate. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just goes to show again, like, like I said, like we lived in, we live in a sex obsessed culture. And so can, can you guys talk to us a little bit about um, how does that influence? How do, how does that have an influence on dating and marriage and just kind of the young adult life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I can speak from a past addiction. I was addicted to pornography. I used to watch pornography. There was a point in my time or my life, my time, <laughs> in my life where back in my back day. Day. yeah, back yeah, <laughs> tall tale. Um, I used to watch pornography almost on a daily basis. Um, mm-hmm. and it, it's weird because there, it, it came to the point where there was not even real intention of watching. It's just like I'm bored. I'm just gonna watch some pornography. Mm-hmm. Um. And it definitely, definitely, you know, disrupted my view of, of what sex should actually be, you know. Um, and I think also, too, in an early age, I think uh, uh, sex is a big deal um, or it's something that everyone wants to be a part of. It's It, it could have to do a lot of how you grew up, um, especially in, in a, I mean, I'm going to only speak for, for men. Again, once again, if I let you guys down, let me know. But uh <laughs> You know, we're at a young age, we're like trying to get the most women or trying to get the most, you know, body count is what they call it now. And uh, and because it, it values our our name or, or it makes like, man, like this guy gets so many girls like I want to be like this dude. And for some reason, I don't know where and why that became such a value to a man to to, to have that aspect of the more women he gets the the higher uh, ranked he is you know as amongst a, a group of men and yeah you've um, even got this idea of like a trophy wife exactly, right like, that exactly. you have you have this woman that you can yes. show off to be like man yes. like look at look at the kind of girls that i'm getting yes. right and it's all just like this egotistical yes. thing mm-hmm. yeah and it's not healthy it's not yeah. man it's funny i literally what you just said right now i had told sarah that a few days ago mm-hmm. that it's not even about the actual connection you have with the woman that you're with. It's more of how good she can look and it's a reflection on how how like it's like either, you know, like man, either that guy, you know, has, you know, this or he has money or he's just, you know, a really uh, well, I mean, really good guy is not even one of the options yeah. right now. <laughs> but yeah, really good guys there. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Good. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they finish last. Yeah, so and even sometimes, you know, you can look at pornography in the sense of like, this is gonna be my teacher of how to have sex. Mm. And uh, again, man, pornography is just, it's a make-believe world, guys. I, I highly suggest that if you are struggling with it, you know, you could contact, you know, uh, me if you want to. Um, you know, personally, I could, you know, try to talk to you on, on some things like to try to stray away from that. But yeah, it's definitely a, a toxic and dangerous thing to have in your life, you know? Yeah. And CR is really good about addressing pornography. Oh, yeah. 
something that helped. Mm-hmm. Um, even you were talking from a male's perspective, but it's also, I know women that really struggled with pornography too mm-hmm. and masturbation and, and, and how that has affected their life. Um, for us, I mean, when I, I think for when I found out that you struggled with that, mm-hmm. I think I immediately went to the internalizing of I, that means I'm not good enough because mm-hmm. you're looking mm-hmm. at that. Yeah. And that means I'm, you know, I, I immediately went to like, this is an issue between us, not yeah. an issue that you're struggling with yeah. when mm-hmm. really it's something completely separate from me like it's you you mentioned addiction it's your own it doesn't matter what I looked like it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what I did and you know or anything like that because I think at the time when you had told me we were actually having sex in, in our dating relationship yeah, yeah. and so at the time I thought wait like that means I need to be better I mm-hmm. need to yeah. fulfill this that what he's seeing or yeah. but really like it has nothing to do no, with the other person I was person. already addicted before I even met you yeah, so, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. and so it's just knowing like that side of it too it's just so damaging in a relationship yeah. mm-hmm. and into your intimacy as well yeah I I think it's important that you brought up that women struggle with it Mm -hmm. too because it's it's damaging on both sides Mm -hmm. you know I I think when when men watch pornography I think they really damage their view of women Mm -hmm. um and when women watch pornography I think they really damage their idea of what a man should be Mm. Uh, Mm. yeah yeah that's good Yeah, yeah it's true yeah, and really, it kind of like like we were talking about earlier. Um, it really goes into just over sexualizing the culture, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That when that's what you're watching in your free time, now that's what you're thinking about all day, mm-hmm. and so it begins to get to this point where you know your your actions and the way that you live your life is wrapped up in okay how do i get that yeah right Mm -hmm. how do i how do i make that happen Mm -hmm. in real life because it's a fantasy but you know how does that become how does that fantasy become a reality and so um yeah it just leads to you know things like the the hookup culture that we Mm -hmm. see in our world Mm -hmm. today um and then on the flip side right the the church has to acknowledge that too and so um it's really interesting to watch how the church has tried to navigate this over-sexualized culture. And I think in some ways the church has done a really good job. And I think in some ways the church, uh, you know, kind of can miss the mark at times mm-hmm. um, that, that I know I've, I've kind of seen this before where the church can, can demonize just sex, oh, right? Yeah. That oh, sex yeah. is the enemy mm-hmm. and what that, it, it kind of creates this weird uh, story, especially for, for youth and young adults, because, you know, you're told sex is bad. Don't do it. Sex is bad. Don't do it. Sex is bad. Don't do it. Okay. Now you're married. Sex is great. Yeah. Do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Total flip side. Yeah. yeah. And so it, 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 it becomes so hard for someone to wrap their mind around that. Mm-hmm. And it winds up creating, creating tension in marriages and everything. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, even being youth ministers, we talk to our students about like the importance of set, setting boundaries. Um, but one of the things that I want to try to avoid is uh, students or, or not not students, but just, you know, people, young people um, going going through these relationships where there's zero physical intimacy mm-hmm. all the way up to their wedding day. And then on their wedding day, they feel like, well 
time to you know go from zero to a hundred yeah. mm-hmm. time to just flip a switch and like yeah. all of a sudden like yeah. you know yeah. that's how you break a just, hip now <laughs> 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 oh it's dangerous yeah. and your body <laughs> can't take that yeah <laughs> Um, Jess, would you mind kind of speaking into, uh, again, since, you know, we, we minister a lot to youth, um, what do, what do healthy boundaries look like that can help avoid that while also not getting too close to, you know, falling into sin of premarital sex? Yeah. Um, I guess I'll, I'll start with sharing a little bit of like our story. Um, sorry if any of it's too TMI. I'm a pretty open book so I don't I don't care but you know, um like I definitely grew up in Christian culture where it was like sex is bad sex is bad sex mm-hmm. is bad the only sex talk I ever received was don't do it mm-hmm. um and that was it and so when it came to even like our premarital counseling and everything you know there was this big emphasis on still do not have sex until you're married like you're you still need to wait um like it's still bad until you get there um and then i was told you know like on your wedding night you have to have sex like have sex on your wedding night because like it's what you're supposed to do Mm. and like i had such a hard time reconciling those two things because Mm -hmm. i was like well if sex is bad or dirty or like makes me unclean Mm -hmm. then like why is it suddenly okay in the context of marriage and like why am i supposed to be able to just be okay with it Mm -hmm. um and so like we had set up some boundaries again we were really young um, so of like we weren't even gonna kiss because i was like oh kissing leads to making out making out leads to other things Mm -hmm. and so on and we're just gonna end up at sex at some point um and so we were just like we're gonna draw a hard line at not kissing Mm -hmm. um and that made it even more difficult and more hard when it came to our wedding night when i was like i haven't even really kissed you Mm -hmm. in like a year um that we had set up that for and it just became this like very awkward thing where yeah we were supposed to go from literally zero to a hundred and I had like a panic attack on our wedding night because I was like I I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this I don't know how to reconcile these two things um and no one taught it to me no one like came alongside me and in fact I was almost uh it took me a really long time to like come out and talk about it because I was shamed for not Mm -hmm. having sex once we were married because they were like oh like you gotta please your husband or whatever and I was Mm -hmm. like but I was told for so long Mm -hmm. um and so I think what should have happened looking back now um was just having almost not even daily daily feels like a lot but like constant conversations about where we were at where we were struggling um just opening that communication more of just like instead of having a strict boundary of like no kissing could it have been more of like hey you know last week we kissed a little bit too long and I think it led to some thoughts that weren't great and Mm. I would like to talk about those things with you and to you know even talk about like I can't wait until we get there in marriage like once we're married like I can't wait to be there with you but like right now like what do we need to do um to stop making that the the forefront of our mind and the Mm -hmm. the forefront of every time we hang out together like Mm -hmm. why is that what's coming up you know are we lacking in areas of like emotional intimacy or spiritual Mm -hmm. intimacy where we're trying to fill with physical intimacy yeah 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 because physical intimacy and and I try to use that language a lot, physical intimacy, rather than just sex, um, mm-hmm. because 
I think it's good to be physically intimate with someone that you're you're dating romantically involved with, but that doesn't have to mean sex. Mm-hmm. Yes. That that can that can even mean just, you know, holding, <laughs> holding hands. hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that like this is just s- saying and showing like, "Hey, I'm I'm comfortable with you." That like there is there's physical touch there, right? Even like yeah. some people's love languages, physical mm-hmm. touch. Yes. So like someone might even feel loved by just like holding someone's hand. Um, but yeah, like like learning how to balance those boundaries, right? Not not setting it up a mile away so that you never get close to the line and then you wind up dealing with all this, you know, baggage and, and, and the mm-hmm. damage that kind of that negative view of sex can have. Um, but that you're also not, not, toying around with it getting too close to that line of you know and and it's it's man it's like a it's like a tightrope it's a difficult yeah. thing to walk through yeah, yeah. but yeah. i think the the best thing that you can do or the best thing that like young people can do in in dating relationships is just lessen the obsession with physical mm-hmm. right fall in love with each other for like for your mental capacities, yeah. for your sense of humor, yeah. for, mm-hmm. you Amen. know, just like being able to have and hold a conversation, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, like those are the things that just, if you fall in love with that, like the physical will, will totally come, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, just the more that you can kind of try to avoid thinking about that and having that be the thing that's at the forefront of your mind or being that, the, having that be the thing that's, leading and driving your relationship like i think the healthier of a relationship you're going to have yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. it kind of reminds me of um this comparison from uh sex like being an idol in your life it's just the culture we live in it's just something that needs to happen something that's a huge deal in relationships and it kind of comparing to um fasting Mm -hmm. you know like food Mm -hmm. can be seen you have to have food in order to survive and so then when people fast, it's like, what? Like, what do you mean? Mm. Like, we're going to go a day without food? And it's just this mind shift of, oh, no, you can survive without food. Mm-hmm. You know, so fasting is something that's still achievable and you can, you know, last the day. And then, you know, knowing the purpose behind fasting is to grow your relationship with God. And so it's almost taking that same concept and applying it to sex and physical intimacy. It's like, okay, you're going to take out the sex part for now to learn patience and to learn obedience and to grow in other ways of physical intimacy without being able to you know um, cross that line until you get married and so it's kind of like seeing it in a different light in that same might be it was kind of helpful yeah 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 i love that all right we got one more topic and then we'll get into a couple just quick rapid fire questions uh that some of the young adults sent in uh from this past tuesday but Mm -hmm. um last topic that i just really quickly wanted to touch on was gender roles Mm -hmm. right because in in marriage and dating relationships this is something that comes up pretty often even even today in our culture right gender so many gender is like a buzzword right Mm -hmm. yeah Um, i mean you have even new words coming out of that transgender cisgender gender fluid right Mm -hmm. and so hard to keep up um there's a lot going on in the gender world right now um but yeah when, when it comes to a relationship um that that two people are are getting involved in um what do those gender roles look like from a biblical perspective 
again, I'm just going to speak in, in the sense of, of men because, again, I'm a man. I'm not going to speak for the women. Mm -hmm. You guys are here to do that. <laughs> uh, you know, like I said, like uh, in, in the Bible, it says that the man is supposed to lead his wife. And I think, like, not even that I think, I know that looks in the form of like leading in prayer. Yes. Um, uh, you're, 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 you're sitting down with, with the, your wife and, and saying, hey, you know what? Like, let's actually, let's go over a, a little reading right now of the mm -hmm. Bible. Um, and you start building that habit because later on in marriage, you know, God wants us to, to multiply, right? So when you start creating your family and, and your, your lovely little ones, you're showing them the importance of having God at the center of a relationship and a family. And you start, um, again, uh, uh, being that, that, that person in the household that, you know, your, your, your kids or your wife can come to when they need a, a sense of guidance. And, and then it's your job to guide them to God. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you know, we're only capable of doing so much, but I think it's important for the man in, in the relationship to have that responsibility of making sure that he's leading correctly, because if he goes into turmoil, it's going to definitely have a domino, a domino effect on the rest of the family. Mm -hmm. Um, I've, 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 uh, actually grew up in, you know, in a household where unfortunately, you know, my dad was not present. Um, so my mom had, you know, the responsibility of being both father and mother. And, uh, and I saw it, it, she, she, I mean, she did a wonderful job, but mm -hmm. I can see the struggle in that mm -hmm. because she didn't have, you know, a, a male figure around to, to, to lead us. Um, and I think, uh, I think that's very important. Very, mm -hmm. very important. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It makes me think like scripturally, um, when I think of gender roles, I just go straight to Ephesians chapter five, where it says, uh, Paul, Paul's writing to the Ephesians and he, and he says, wives submit to your husbands. And then he gives the command for husbands, love your wives as mm -hmm. Christ loves the church. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so it, I, I feel like when we look at it like that, it kind of combats maybe some of the, the baggage of gender roles that we go into relationships mm -hmm. with. Um, I know at least like for marriage, right. That, that, that looks very different. Um, like I know in our marriage, uh, you know, when it comes to like even chores around the house, right. Like who does the dishes, who does the laundry, who takes out the trash, right. Like, um, oftentimes like, I hope it's okay that I say this, but Jess doesn't like doing dishes. I eh? hate dishes. <laughs> I hate dishes. And I hate, dishes. Preach, and I yeah, hate vacuuming. Oh, vacuuming. Oh, yes. The worst. you have fur babies. Yes. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, we got doggy shirts everywhere. And so, like, you know, when it comes to those things, woman or, or like a woman taking care of the house, like that was kind of like the traditional mindset. But if I'm looking at, how to be a good husband biblically there's nowhere in the bible that it says the woman is supposed to do the dishes mm -hmm. <laughs> there's nowhere in the bible that says like you know the the husband cannot vacuum right <laughs> like on. these aren't these are cultural things that yes. kind of came into it that we just like read into you know our relationships but if i if the question that i'm asking is how can i love my wife today how can I love my wife as Christ has loved me, as Christ has, as mm -hmm. Christ loves his church? Mm -hmm. Well, Jesus, he washed his disciples' feet. Mm -hmm. Jesus, mm -hmm. he, he, in that moment, what he was showing was that he is not above serving his mm -hmm. followers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if Jesus can serve the church, then how much more should I look to serve my wife? Mm -hmm. yes. Right? And, and I think even in dating relationships, right? Like that oftentimes we don't have that mindset of how can I, how can I out love 
mm-hmm. other person? Mm-hmm. How can I outserve the other person? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think if we can get that right, like, man, the, the, the gender roles, it, they kind of just like fall into place, right? Yeah. That yeah. if we're just trying to love one another the best that we can, mm-hmm. um, it, man, relationships become very easy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that yeah. Point. yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah. And even loving them without expecting anything in return, yes. too. Come on. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. that's also important. You know, mm-hmm. I think sometimes we say, oh, well, I did this for you. And you bring it back into an yeah. argument yeah. from yeah. two months ago. It's like, wait, yeah. I did this. But yeah. really, that's not what mm-hmm. Jesus did. Jesus didn't expect anything in return. Yeah. yeah. And you talked about gender roles. And it's even also, too, knowing your expectations going into a marriage, too. I know I had that expectation where I said, I'm going to clean the house. I'm going to be the one to take care of everything. And I put so much pressure on myself mm-hmm. because I had this cultural mindset of I'm supposed to take care of everything because I'm the woman and mm-hmm. he's supposed to take care of this. And so when I didn't see the trash out, then it's you were supposed to do that because <laughs> I've been cleaning all day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that kind of gets uh, uh, mixed in with culture, too. Yeah. 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 You know what we because. Sure. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's heavy in Hispanic culture yeah. is that the woman's in the kitchen 24 mm-hmm. seven while the man is out providing, getting, you know, income and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. I remember one of the first times uh, I was at like a big dinner with his family and I realized that he was the one getting me the plate of food and every other wife was getting the man the food. Yeah. And I was like, oh no (laughs) i did something wrong um i just remember like having that thought of like oh yeah like that's Mm -hmm. there that's Mm -hmm. ingrained yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but again like my desire is just to serve you Mm -hmm. and to love you Mm -hmm. so if i can get you a plate like that doesn't that's not a dig on my masculinity or on my role as a husband or anything Mm -hmm. no like i just I feel more the Christ-like mm-hmm. when I get to love you in that way. Yeah. You're yeah. breaking the chains. Yeah. 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 I think it's important, too, to point out, though, that um, your other person needs to be doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're not expecting anything of them, but if you're not seeing in them the willingness to, like, mm-hmm. also do the same thing, mm-hmm. that should be at least a yellow flag, if not a red flag, <laughs> yeah. that they're not willing to grow with you, yeah. um, which hopefully you would see before you get married. Hopefully, yeah. like, yeah. that's one of the the dating litmus tests that you have Mm -hmm. is like, is this person willing to grow with me? Cause like I said at the beginning, you know, the person we were when we started dating, when we got engaged and now are three different people. Mm -hmm. Um, And if we didn't, if I was still the person I was when we started dating and he was the person he is now, we, we wouldn't be on the same page. We wouldn't be be able to. And that would be illegal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But yeah, using that as a test to see like, you know, is this person willing to grow with me? Mm-hmm. Um, and having those conversations, I think, yeah, can help. I don't think bringing up like, oh, you didn't do this. But like maybe saying like, hey, it it did hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. Like when I asked you to take out the trash and you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that? Why? What do you feel in that? Yeah. 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 Communication. Yes. Yeah. So Communication. Important. Key. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I think that's actually going to be a smooth transition to one of the questions, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's perfect. So uh, let's go into our mailbag. <laughs> we got a couple questions mailbag. from <laughs> YA coming at us today. So um, one of the questions that we got is, what does it mean to be unequally yoked? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So basically, it just means that you are not, you both are not having the same faith 
mm-hmm. and the same walk with God, you know, I think, um, I think that's probably in a nutshell what it is, mm-hmm. is that you are not equally the same, um, same faith, I guess I would say. And so with that, I think it's just really, um, it can be very difficult for me personally. I grew up watching relationships in my life who were not equally yoked and seeing the difference between the two just how um, difficult it was like one person saying let's go to church and the other one saying no like we're not gonna go Mm. or you know um, even in our relationship since we found we were in a worldly relationship Mm -hmm. solely based on physical intimacy then we found Christ together and even our walks with each other were Mm. very difficult very different Mm -hmm. and so it was very straining in our relationship to be okay I'm going to church or I'm doing this or I'm no longer doing this and you're still doing this or vice versa Mm -hmm. it's very challenging to be in in addition to the regular relationship issues you already struggle with (laughs) to deal with not having the same faith and the same walk with God Mm -hmm. and the same goal in mind you just struggle so much in that you know yeah Mm. yeah the the scripture talks about you know it, it uses the language unequally yoked and it unequally yoked gives this picture of a yoke is something that you would put around two oxen and it was a farming tool right that would keep the oxen together so that as they plow the field that they're walking together um but if if two oxen are unequally yoked, then one is going to be essentially dragging the other one down Mm -hmm. while the other is trying with everything that can to push forward. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like Jess was saying, like it's, it's totally unequal growth. You're Mm -hmm. not moving at the same time. But then we take a look at that same uh, analogy with Jesus. He says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Mm -hmm. And so we know that, you know, Jesus is no punk oxen. Mm. He's, he's the one who can <laughs> drag us all day long. And he yes. has no problem Let's doing go. that. So yes. yeah. Praise God for that. Definitely. All right. Uh, last question is how to, uh, how do you effectively work through disagreements in your relationship? Yeah. Um, I, I'm passionate about this. <laughs> so, Let's go. Um, I really feel like even going back to what I said at the beginning, like knowing yourself, um, first knowing who you are as a person mm-hmm. really helps in these areas because you know what um takes you off what your like triggers are things like that um and things that conversations need to happen mm-hmm. um between you and the person you're dating or married um but it's hard to have those conversations if you don't even know yourself very mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. i think a lot of the times um people we deal with like you know they may say do the same thing over and over again and it's like do you even notice that you're doing that um and I don't think we always do unless we make a conscious decision to realize, okay, this is something I do because um, I've just always done it that way or that's because of how my family did it. Um, as a quick example, like I know early on in our marriage, it was a big thing of like how we fought was different. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very much like, let's fight it out right here and now. Like even if yelling comes in, like we're just going to get through it now and we're going to be done with it. Um, and he was very much like he needed a minute to step away so he didn't say anything that he mm. regretted mm-hmm. um and in the moment you know i don't know that he's thinking i don't want to say anything i'll regret so i'm gonna go take the dog for a walk i just felt abandoned mm-hmm. and so we didn't ta- even have a dog i gotta do it and i was like oh what an excuse you're just leaving 
Um, but it took a conversation of being like, I appreciate when you stay and fight for this. And him saying, I need a minute when we are talking so that I can get my thoughts together and not say something out of anger. And just knowing that that's how he fights, that's how I fight. When we enter into conflict, we already have that at the forefront of our mind. And it's no longer extra hurt on top of like I'm feeling abandoned or he's feeling attacked Mm -hmm. it's now okay we are going into this argument um seeking restoration seeking Mm -hmm. a a resolution and not just who's gonna win yeah Mm -hmm. if I can add to that too knowing yourself also allows you to check in that moment of is this a me problem or is this an us problem? Mm -hmm. Is this bringing me back to abandonment when you used to abandon me or is this when I used to get abandoned when I was young? Yes. Mm -hmm. And so knowing about yourself really helps in that. Also addition, another communication tactic we tried, we used to do, where we still do, is repeating back to each other. Because sometimes we'll yeah. be kind of like, I don't, you don't understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And he's like, yes, I do. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, repeat it back to me because it se- seems like you don't understand. Yeah. And he'll repeat it back. I'm like, oh, I guess you do understand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did understand. Or I'm like, no, you got this part right, but this part is where yes. I'm really yeah. upset about. Mm. Or yeah. even trying to force the other to agree with you, mm-hmm. yeah, I think is it like how you're saying not trying to go into it with the sense of winning. I'm going to win this. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's a huge yeah. one too. Yeah, knowing Great. that you're not you're not the enemy. Like, yeah, we are each other are together, partners, and we are here trying to solve a solution together. You're not my enemy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Man, this is a long episode, but I hope it's, you know, I hope it's bringing value to the table. I hope it's preaching to to somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, whether you're in a relationship right now, you're hoping to be in a relationship or Mm -hmm. somewhere in between. (laughs) Uh, We we just wanted to minister to you. So um, thank you for hanging out with us and listening to this podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, Follow us on Instagram at VantagePointYA. If you want to come hang out with us on a Tuesday night, we meet at Vantage Point Church, 7 p.m. every Tuesday night. And, uh, yeah, that's all we got for this episode. So until the next one, we'll see you.